Where's oh, the manager? Wow. Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. And Andy, you forgot to tell me what number it is. I bet it's episode 1 million. Uh, no. Close, 85. 85. 85. Yeah. Wow. We're not too far away from triple digits. 15 to go. Joining us in studio is... Mike Bryant. And... Me, Andy Rampernard. And phoning it in, <laughs> as usual... Tommy. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement. It's a good one. Well, you are an announcement, so do you want to do a live one? Or? I can. Sure. I was driving down the road. This gal next to me was on her phone. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Nice. Get the phones out of your hand. It's against the law. You just can't do it. And so she ignored me while I honked at her and showed my hands out the window. And Beth is, uh, is, is convinced I'm going to get shot one of these days. But, yeah. you know, it's what I do. So get off the phones. Drive. Just drive. That's all we ask. I Be agree. safe. I almost got in a parking lot confrontation at Sam's Club yesterday. <laughs> so I see an open spot, and mm-hmm. I start pulling in. And facing the opposing spot is a woman in a car, and I think she's on her phone, and she put, puts it down and gets up and looks at me and goes, oh, because she was planning on not having to back out. Oh, she was going to go forward. So I thought, let's see, I could get in a fight with a 50-year-old woman, or I could just back the car up. What did you do? She had a tough right cross. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, is this a coincidence? There's one. There's one more bit to it. Uh, they got to throw in here. What's that? I don't know what happened yesterday in the world or whatever, but just yesterday, Kath and I were playing a little golf over at uh, over at the Breakers, and at one point, you have to press a, a button to go across a street, right? Mm. To to go over from yep. I think it's the 16th hole to the 17th hole. I think that's how it goes. So we're waiting. And I'm just kind of sitting there watching and waiting for the traffic to clear because I would go straight across. All of a sudden, I hear this guy just blaring his horn, and I look over, and he's waving his arms at me, yelling at me, why don't you just go? Like this, right? I literally snapped. Catherine was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I snapped, and I said, I'm waiting for the people taking a right turn, you jackass. What's your problem? I look over, and the five people on the sidewalk turned around and started walking the other way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoops. I guess I got a little too hostile there. Sorry about that. But, dude, what a jerk. Yep. I know. God, Pe- people are just uptight, <laughs> I think. They really are. What are they going to learn? What are they going to learn? That's Hopefully what I want to know. soon. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, the annoying Michael Bryant, Brad Shaw. Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're getting the hang of it. That was a three-minute commercial. <laughs> See, that was good. You are getting the hang of it. Now you just got 27 more minutes to go to make it a Walzer spot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to work your way up to it, right? You yeah. don't want to start out at half an hour because then the program director will get mad. <laughs> But if you just slowly over the course of years keep inching it up a few <laughs> seconds work. every month. <laughs> Boil the frog. Pretty soon you got you you the whole exactly five and it. a half hours. Yep. <laughs> I am not kidding you. We just referred references on the air earlier this week. There was a kid. I mean, he was like a beer hawker at the stadium. And he came over to answer phones for KQ. Right? So that's mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's answering phones, right? 
Third day, he goes into the general manager and says, we got to do something about Sprinthal. That's ridiculous. It's going to ruin our It's going to ruin our show. Those commercials are way too long. Ruin yeah. our show. Yeah. Oh, okay. What a douche. God, that kid was a pain in the ass. Well, he was a massive funny. pain in the ass. Apparently it's no longer Wait. our show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your part's been canceled. We don't know how we'd ever get along without you, but starting in about five minutes, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to give her a whirl. See what That's happens. all we know. See if we can make it without you. God. <laughs> that is one. I, let me ask you a question about in law mm-hmm. and in uh, you know car sales and all the rest of it. Do people's egos just get totally out of control where you literally can't even talk to them anymore? Oh, sure. Does that happen? One of the things that we see, and I was actually guilty of it, is you take... Uh, really good salespeople, and you promote them into management because they were really good salespeople. This, the unfortunately, and this is old school before we had training departments and coaching and all this sort of stuff. The problem with that is I was completely unprepared to manage people, mm. and then what happens is, um, and it's not intentional, but you wind up becoming the captain of the sales prevention team. So sales meetings are no longer (laughs) trying to teach and coach and mentor and support stuff. It's like it's all about the reading of the previous day's offenses. All right, this is what we did wrong, and you guys better get out there and tag your keys and put them away. And, you know, after 15 minutes of that every single morning, the whole sales team is just cracked until after lunch. Nothing gets done. But I think that's that's not a car thing. I think that's pretty common. They, don't they call that the Peter yeah. principle? You just keep promoting people until they suck. Yeah, that happens. Yep. That does happen. Oh, does it ever. Hopefully it doesn't happen not in, in radio, the law though. business. No, it happens. It happens everywhere. Oh, God, yeah. It happens in every industry, including industries you would hope it wouldn't. <clears throat> Got to go to the gas chamber. You know, lost another case. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what the, you know what just occurred in my brain? You guys are talking. It just hits my brain. It's like, he's talking about this. And, uh, you go, oh, hopefully not in the law in the law profession. I went, my God, I've known more douchebag lawyers than any other kind. <laughs> That's true. There are a few good ones, but not a ton of them. Well, well, like in any business, mm-hmm. like in any business is like that. About 10% of people are good at it. The other 90% are okay oh, I, at best. I think it's better than that. But I 11%? Know you, I know you have that view on life. I'll tell times. you. Uh, 11, I don't have a view on life. <laughs> you do. You do have that, that view on the percentages. I, I have more faith in humanity overall. Good oh, God, leave me alone. I have a lawyer leave story me for alone. you. I don't know if I told you this, Mike, but my, my youngest sister is an attorney. Mm-hmm. Duke Law, probably late 80s or so. And she got her first job working for an insurance company. And if you might remember the story when I tell you, because it's just it, it's horrible and tragic. There was a chicken processing plant in North Carolina. This would have been like 90 or 91 that caught on fire. Okay. And 30 people died because the, the owners of the plant locked them in Oof. the building. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. Yeah. So uh, Carolyn had just, it was her second year working for this firm, and they had an emergency meeting on Sunday. <laughs> Senior partners came in, you know, what are we going to do? Bob burned up all his employees. No, well, no, it was basically, you know, they had, she says, you know, it was tough because my job is to try to settle with mm-hmm. families of uneducated poor people for as cheap as possible. But what pushed her over the edge, one of the junior partners at the emergency meeting brought in chicken, chicken. McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. 
she Love left, it. She left about a month later. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hard deal, you know. That's a hard. But hosting a morning song. radio show, it's not that hard. That is know. very hard, especially when you're by yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was by myself more to tell you the truth. <laughs> they, I, I gotta, they gotta fix that. By the way, it's so weird, you know, because they they call me about them two minutes before I go in, and so you can kind of merge into the highway. You know what they're talking about. But I can't hear Tom. I can, and I can't hear. Oh, Zap. I'm not, when you're sitting there, on I hold, can just you hear, hear Candace yep. and Tony. So it sounds like this. <laughs> 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 That's great. The great part of it is, and I'm not making this up, the whole time that Doug is on hold and he can't hear me, I think he can hear me, so I'm just ripping the hell out of him, and he can't even hear well, me. I kind like, of what can. The hell? So I have the, the, the stereo on in the kitchen, but I sit in my office mm. with the door open, So I can, but there's, you guys run about a 15-second delay, yep. I think. Yep, yep. they got to have that. Um, and I know all radio stations do, so I don't really, it, it's, anyway, it so is they, what it is. they feed you a mix minus of everyone but dad? I get the people that are on Elm Street now, and I used to get the whole thing. That's weird. So Zepp's in Montana, and Brian and, and your dad uh, is, in, is in Florida. So I just get you know the Elm Street people, and they're really the second and third chair on the show. So they, they go really a long time sometimes without saying anything, and then it's usually... Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, sick of uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so what the hell are they talking about? She's sick of eggs. No, that's actually how the KQ Morning Show sounds. Eighty percent silence and exactly. non-sequiturs. <laughs> that's exactly right, Andy. You got it nailed there, man. There's no doubt about that. That's the whole show. I hope you liked it. Yeah, that is true. That's, that's absolutely true. So absolutely the, true. I can't even deny trampoline it. Trampoline story today was quite the deal. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. I, oh, we, good I was on God. a conference call. They kind call of buried with the lead on that one. <laughs> so some what? gal comes out and there's a guy jumping on a trampoline. He doesn't have any clothes on and he's playing with himself. <laughs> oh yeah. That's twice some skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the same thing I think Zepp or Tony said. Yeah. <laughs> really, they think this through. It wouldn't I'm have like, occurred to me to even yeah. try that. It takes a combination of skill and some sort of drug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. What is uh, methamphetamine and cocaine combo? Correct. Yeah, that'll do yes. it. The, <laughs> the cocktail. Wow. Never done either, but I understand uh I understand why I've never done either. So what, what part of Florida did that happen in? <laughs> it was in Florida. Like, how it did was, I know? Ab- yeah. How did you ever come up with that one? Uh, well, like they always say, the best stories always start with a Florida man. Right. Meanwhile mm-hmm. in Florida. Pretty much. Meanwhile in Florida. That's pretty much true, man. There's some weird-ass people down here. Some very nice people, but a lot of really weird people, too. I, I, had, I had a guy call me up from down there. He was yelling at somebody else that was out on the road. Hmm. In Florida, was he was he taking a <laughs> golf cart across the street? I just lit this son of a bitch up because I was one in one of those moods where I've had enough, and then he starts waving his arms and honking and screaming at me. I'm like, I wouldn't do that much longer if I were you. I'm just want to point out that I would stop doing that to me. I have a whole bag. I really full of would steal clubs. clubs. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get one shoved right up your ass if you don't shut up. God, what a prick. Mm-hmm. Now, the good well, that's news the one is thing I to heard, tell you the truth. I'm sorry. 
No, very quickly. That's why I could never live. I love Palm Beach Island. I absolutely love it, but I could never live there because there's a lot of arrogant pricks out there like that guy. That is very I'd true. I'd end up in prison. I'd end up right in prison, I guarantee it. It is interesting. It's uh, Palm Beach. It's all very wealthy, very uh, full of themselves kind of people. Yeah, it is. And then you cross yep. the bridge, and then it's a completely different, you know. The bridge is what? It's got to be a... 16th of a mile long and yet you cross that mm, yeah and then it's the people are just completely different no he did well they're gonna change hmm? <laughs> you're like who who'd you like from the from that island didn't we elect one from that island he lost twice didn't yeah. he <laughs> Okay. Gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I know we don't. We won't. What are you talking about? Huh? The what? Donald. He's, the Donald. he's taking shots I was taking at, a shot uh, at, at our former president. Just cause. he's not really from Palm yeah. Beach. He's from New York, which is the same. Oh, okay, which is so, where everybody else in Palm Beach is from. Yeah. But he votes for Florida thing, so. by absentee ballot. Yeah. Just does so he? Clear. That's yep, interesting. Palm Beach, you get two thousand people from New York, and then a DJ from uh, Golden Valley. It's kind of the makeup of the island, isn't it? It is honestly true. Yes. You know what I love about politics and people in America? What's that? You talk about one guy who's incredibly arrogant and the other guy who's completely out of touch with everything and one's better than the other. Like, yes. give me a break. I know, Joe. People are all... I know you do, and he doesn't know you anymore, though, unfortunately. No, I... Oh, come on. <laughs> what? So, Just pointing it out. Yeah, well... Oh, look, look at you getting all touchy. He goes imagine, after somebody, so I tease him. Cut from out. the White House, getting a call from somebody that I get I bit by a duck in the White House. I know. Be like, well, we're going to take some depositions. Yep. Yeah. Get Jill in, uh, on there, start asking her questions. <laughs> no question. What do you guys think about the fact that uh, Grace High School or Grace School System in New York City has now ruled that their students may longer refer to their parents as mom and dad. That was a weird, yeah, that was what? a weird story. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they ruled yeah. that they're allowed to call their parents mom and dad? No, they're they not allowed. Because of some issues with oh. with some parents that are two moms well, and two dads. I think there dads. are some Supreme Court cases that <sighs> might uh, have something to say about that ruling. Yeah, yeah, I would. So, why, so exp- here's why I asked you that question. Explain this to me. Why would I give a rat's ass what you called your parents? Well, Why would I? Ca- I it, don't care. But it comes down to some people having two dads and two moms and extra so what? There. I'm, Good. I'm not justifying it. I'm just explaining it. That's yeah, all. The, the thing about that is because I'm, I've got young kids as as you do, relatively, and the yep. oldest one's 22 and the youngest one's 17. This is common in their world. Yeah. They don't think anything of it. No. I, know. I mean, they don't, when, they when we were growing up, if you ran into a gay person, it was just like the craziest thing in the world. And, you know, they were right. usually smart enough to keep quiet. Otherwise, some idiot would try to beat him up. But now it's like, yeah, he's got uh, yeah, going no over to really Jim's cares. house and we're going to have dinner with his mom. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the way their world is. Right. And we don't right. need to fix it. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. It's, I agree. It's so why do we change it's a everything? Playbook. It's they do deal with different things that that just weren't issues yeah. before, or at least they weren't open issues. Well, a lot of people, most people, stay stuck in their childhood. So if you yeah, grow up do. in a, a given decade, you think of the world is that decade for the rest of your life. And hmm. lawmakers are no exception. And lawmakers tend to skew older. That's pretty astute, actually. I think, Andy. It's. I've, I've been no, don't about say it a lot, that. Actually. I gotta, I gotta, 
I'm going to put up with them now. What are you doing? You like no, your son, don't. remember? Well, we're I, like 2,000 miles apart. <laughs> I, can, I can point out that in 86, when I was a PAC director on a congressional campaign, I thought Steny Hoyer was old then. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Steny know, Hoyer, Steny Jesus. Hoyer, he's, and he's pretty much running, the con- running Congress right now. So. You know? I remember thinking June Cleaver was really old until I hit about yeah. 17. Uh, yeah. And it's like, Ooh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, you know, Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. 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 When 40 God seemed damn, like, oh, girl. my yeah. God, is that old. <laughs> it did. It seemed like it's back in the days. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. Ooh, about Jesus, we got oh. we to take, take a break, break, and then we'll uh, get back to what I wanted to talk. This is why <laughs> we brought Mike in here for two reasons. One, to talk about the Chauvin trial, and secondly, because... He's uh, pretty much single-handedly bankrupted the company because of Walzer Care and him and his 500,000-mile Camry. So we'll be right back after the short break. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre. Or visit SaberHeating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. So we are back. I was teasing Mike Bryant of the about bankrupting the company. I think the Camry before last, he called me and he goes, yeah, it's making a really funny noise and I think it needs a new engine. And so we did a little investigating and sure enough, it did need a new engine and it took a day or two to replace the engine. And about two months later, it goes, yeah, I think the transmission just went out. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it, Mike. <laughs> what percentage of the time... Is it replacing the engine even worth it, as opposed to just getting a new car? It's well, not, it can't be that if high, you don't, if it? you don't, ha- if you're, if it's covered, which is part of, I mean, Mike's last one was under warranty for life. At Walzer Care, mm. it goes to 150,000 miles. If it's covered, why wouldn't well, you why take not? a free yeah. motor? It's actually, especially if you're a high mileage driver like Mike, it's, you know, he at sure some is. point the car's not going to have really much value on the market. But if it's drivable and got a grand, That's brand true, new yeah. motor in it, it's as you know, to a, a owner, it's it's pretty cool. It worked great. Yeah. You guys were unbelievable to deal with. Well, and I told him, I said, just go through the process. Don't tell him that you're my friend or anything like that. <laughs> Not that that really carries much weight, which is really why I didn't want you to do it. 
It's like everybody thinks you're an a-hole. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Derek Chauvin. Yes. What, there's so much going, going on, on right now. They're, what, halfway through um, uh, seating the jury. But what's the significance of bringing back in the ability to charge, uh, what's the cool lawyer? Third degree. Wait, murder three, is that how you guys yeah, say it? third yeah. degree. Um, Did you notice that? Well, the... <laughs> It's it's interesting because there's an argument that the reason why the prosecutor keeps adding third degree is because they want to delay the trial, um, that they really didn't want to get going. And Judge Cahill has decided this trial is going no matter what. So what would be the advantage to the prosecution for delaying the trial? More well, discovery? No. Well, if they can delay it and get it past COVID, they can get it back all together and all the defendants all together. Because the judge separated the the other three officers out of the case under the idea that right now there's no way to get that many people in a courtroom. And one of the reasons why they only got two alternates is because they don't have enough room to get more alternates. So it was a, it was a choice. And I'm, I'm concerned about the two alternates because, boy, if, if something happens, that can go, you can go through two alternates really easily. Um, so... You know that's a that's so a concern. If, if that happens, is it then a mistrial and they yeah. start all over again? Or theoretically, I think people could agree to less. But yes, it would be a mistrial. Is what would happen. I don't know that anybody would go. Oh yeah, let's. We've been this far. Let's go ahead and so it's go possible. With 11 let's say three of them fell to COVID or became incapacitated. So if the prosecution and the defense and the judge got together and say, "Are you cool? We we do this with 11, They could do that. They theoretically could do that. Has now, that ever the, happened? No, probably would be my I answer. I told you to prepare for the show, my I know, but still, you're I asking gave you me. all the questions ahead of time. Yeah, you did. And I, I just threw them out. I, Quick, what's nice. the smallest number of jurors in history? The smallest number of yes. jurors in history is probably three. Um, three. No, yeah. no. Yeah. It, it's actually one. It's my wife. Oh, Thank you very yeah, much. Great yeah. to be here. So I read somewhere recently that jury trials are actually kind of an American thing. They're not very oh, common in the world. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're, uh, yeah. Most of the world is common law, and we're something else, or is it reversed? Well, it, we're, we're a combination of both statutory and common law. Right, and, and most places don't do that. Don't they, right? They don't have they don't have uh, that set up. They also usually use just the judge. Yeah. So, like so in, for in, those of us that have been selling cars for forty years and didn't really pay much attention in college, what's the difference between common and statutory? Well, stat common is what's developed over time through the case law by judges, okay. and statutory is by legislature. So it's actually in the books, and here's the here's here's how it's set up. And we have both those. So they're a combination of both. Um, and every once in a while that comes into play in cases. You know, like there's certain things you have to follow if it's primarily a statutory claim and other things you have to follow if it's all judicially created. Um, but that's a big difference. But the, the jury system's a, it's a system that I, I it works great. As many times I've had jurors that, you know, at the end of it you're like, oh, geez, were you guys even listening? The reality is they try really hard. They work hard. Jurors are really important to the system, and it's what makes our system work overall. Well, the primary benefit is that it takes a little bit of power away from the judge so they're not judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit more than that because you can get judges that get – Judges can get just stuck in this is the way to do things, mm -hmm. and you know then you just it, it makes no difference because they think every case is like this, yeah. and they start sentencing people all like that, or they start worrying about the impact. Um, you know, one of the examples that I'll give is is there was a judge in Ramsey County years ago that gave a break to somebody who was a white I think, guy. 
No, it wasn't a white guy. Uh, gave a break to somebody who I think killed a couple of animals, uh, a couple of dogs or cats, okay? okay. And just got rained on because he let this person get off that did this. So about six months later, this guy ends up in front of him for throwing rocks at the lions at the zoo. And it's like, you're going to go. I, I remember that forward. one. I don't remember the killing the animals. The protein bar killer, right, yeah. Andy? Yeah. So no, it's, it's, just a, it's just a bad time to go in front of that judge because of what just happened. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Know. So if you get a judge who like let somebody out who then killed his wife or you know something like that happened, it's a bad time to go in front of him with other things like that. That, that has to be the worst oh, thing yeah. about that job. Yeah. Well, is when you think you're making the right call and it turns mm-hmm. out that it was... Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. That's why you just life for everyone. <laughs> life for everyone. Life You'll never for be everyone. Life for everyone, no You're matter what. You're charged with yelling at somebody from your golf cart. And, and off to sing, sing. Like, the system in Russia starts <laughs> off that you're guilty and you have to prove you're innocent, you know, and, and it, that's a problem, you know, and I like our system overall because of what it does. And there's, I mean, part of the whole Chauvin uh, issues is the judge trying to make sure everything's done right under our system. And it's led to some problems um, and it's led to some delays, but they're trying to do it right. So I, I don't know that this is true, but it's been stated as much. So I assume that it actually happened. When this initially went down, he was ready to plead a third degree, and then Bill Barr stepped in and said, no, we can't do that. Is that actually? And how does the U.S. Attorney General have the power to direct the states? The, the plea apparently was going to include him going to federal prison, that he'd plead, but uh, he'd go to federal prison because he felt safer in federal prison than he would in a local prison. With all the um, guys that like cops in federal prisons, yeah, really. as opposed to the ones that like him in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. he'd probably choose which. I think they probably were trying to choose which prison he'd go to, yeah. also. Um, and so at that point, the the, the prop the the initial problem in that case right off the bat was they could not call a grand jury because of COVID. So you couldn't call a grand jury. So like Freeman wasn't he could he didn't have the ability to bring in a grand jury and figure out what to charge this guy with. So they were kind of fumbling about. Freeman went with third degree because he had convicted Nora of that. There was a big question whether or not you could get him for third degree because at that point, for third degree, you had to prove that someone else is in danger. Officer Nora shot across his partner, and they also had some evidence that there was a bicyclist in the background when he killed Justine Ruzik. And because bicyclists are known for being dangerous? No, it was a, a, by yeah. shooting out Oh, that like he that, might have shot the, bicy- shot the okay. bicy- bicyclist. Is, so, is what the So it's that there's bystanders around another. Correct. Okay, that so makes more sense. So for third degree, you had to show somebody else. The, so, so that's what they charged him with. Then they apparently were in some di- discussions about trying to get it uh, negotiated. He wanted the federal uh, to be done. Uh, apparently, Barr jumped in um, and decided that maybe that penalty wasn't enough with everything that was going on. But, you know, you look at it, and boy, we may have missed a great opportunity to save ourselves a lot of problems. You well, know? but, and here again, I'm, I, I don't, this is why you're here, because I've got so many questions about this. In Under Minnesota law, if you're found guilty of first or second or third, isn't it an automatic appeal? Uh, well, you, you can always appeal to the Court of Appeals, and yeah. they have to take every appeal. So okay. so you have to take an appeal. If you take a plea, there's very little you can appeal. You can appeal maybe the sentence if the sentence is off of the deal you made. Okay. Or, 
I, every once in a while, you'll have somebody that'll argue, you know, they had ineffective uh, counsel and they really didn't need to plead to guilty to it. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, baby. So we're setting it up. Yeah, baby. Um, but, uh, but. It, it, when you plead, you plead to it. You know what your deal is when you do that. Right. Um, so, you know, that's the, I guess, the uh, circumstance. But Court of Appeals has to take it. Supreme Court doesn't have to take it. And that's the mess that we're in right now with Knorr because Court of Appeals took the Knorr case. They decided that you didn't need a, another person to be in danger in order to get third degree. So the prosecutor went back to Adnan and Chauvin. Then they appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court took Knorr. And what I think they're going to do in the Supreme Court is they're going to uphold the sentence or the the conviction, but they're going to again find that the statute says you need to get somebody else in danger. So they'll be able to do that because the jury found him guilty of third degree with another person in danger. So they'll be safe in, in doing that. But that's going to put us back to where it was at the time of Knorr. And if they do that, that's the problem is how do you write a jury instruction for the Chauvin case right now? Because you don't know if you need to add the extra person or not. This is really interesting. We probably better take a quick break before we uh, dive even deeper into this. <laughs> I have an ice cream headache already oh, just yeah. listening to this. I can't imagine what the judge is going well, through. And, you know, you and I think that Bill Barr is probably sitting on a beach somewhere drinking margaritas going, yeah, this unemployment isn't <laughs> all that bad after all. I like not working. Yeah. But, I mean, one of the dangers is when you answer a question, I try to keep it shorter. Yeah. But it's really hard because there's no, all I get these it. parts. I, this is fascinating, know? though. So. So. The law system is probably the most complicated system in the entire world. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I find Bitcoin very confusing. Yeah, so. we can get I do too, honestly. Too. And I'm, yeah. We'll be back with more about the Derek Chauvin uh, trial, and Andy will try to explain blockchain technology and Bitcoin to us. We'll be right back. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote to the professional respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. My like easy. By the way, this month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with Junk Luggers. 
Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. Facebook stuff with her songs have been great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about it. the music. Sometimes it's kind of a little off, but... <laughs> really nice. Wow, we're back with Michael <laughs> Bryan and car selling. Yeah. Something in Doug's eye right now. I'm giving him the Paul McCartney right now. Tom, you know what that is. Paul, yes. Paul was famous, for those of you who don't know, in the early 60s when they were breaking big in the U.S., he would give reporters the finger during interviews by just rubbing his eye with his the appropriate digit. Many years ago at Timberwolves games, there used to be a guy who used to rip Flip, and Flip would always have something in his eye when he went oh, did he really? time. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the guy that pounded on the floor with a rolled-up program no, all the time. that guy was the other end of the court. The coach. So uh, Mike just got a text or a breaking news report about the very thing that we were talking about. Do you want to tell him what you were? Well, there's you, a question. No, I don't. There's a question about uh, <laughs> what would happen or how what would be done for him to ask for a jury or for a bench trial versus a jury trial. And I think, I mean, without knowing that just just directly off the top of my head, I think he'd have up until the jury gets seated to make that request. But it would be an incredibly odd request. Um, because it pretty much would be like, well, I'm just going to see what I'm found guilty of, because I got to believe the judge would uh, would find him guilty. But you know, I, you give up the the defendant's right is to get the jury and see what a jury thinks of all this. Yeah, you know. So, but I I, I suspect, and I I don't know, but because so many people have seen some of the evidence it's been all over the that's world the thing is, yeah. i mean that's just a kind of an unusual thing it's hard to think that any of the jurors could be not have some sort of an opinion well the jurors are saying the magic words to the judge which is that they can listen to the evidence and follow the law that's what they're saying yeah. and so when you're picking a jury one you hope they tell the truth that's really what's important they have to tell the truth they get sworn in like everybody else to tell the truth but what's interesting is when you get somebody that you know is going to be a problem and they're squirming on you how do you tell they have like a kq morning show t-shirt no on? they just kind of have a look at yeah. them when, they, when you bring certain things up you can just kind of tell that they they just don't like you or yeah. they don't like some of the things you're asking about and they'll give you this answer and it's just like come on if if you really believe that just answer the question um but what I do sometimes You'd is make a great car when I get somebody at that point, I go for the kill at that point because I don't want the judge to rehabilitate them because there's nothing like a person who just told you, no, on that day it's going to be purple no matter what. And the judge says, well, but if I give you the law and the law says it's green that day, would you be able to fall? And they're like, oh, yes, Your Honor. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, thanks you for know? your help. My favorite juror, though, was the juror who told me after listening to the commercials that, well, I think you're just a, just a uh, uh, ambulance chaser. And the best thing about that response was to look at the other jurors to see how they responded. Because if the rest of the jurors yeah, went, start yeah. nodding their head, then if you're they all totally like nodding their head, then you're like, ah, oh, we're in trouble. But you could see like three people move away from the guy. And it's like, yeah, that's what we want. And take a brief recess while I cash the retainer. You know? <laughs> so, you know. so I don't get paid that way, though. I don't I'm get kidding. paid hourly. So I get paid only by results. So. 
criminal, though we Let's get paid not turn this into a law commercial. What do you think the Walls uh, odds odds group. of him <laughs> requesting a change of venue are? Well, it's too late. They've already had that motion. Um, and and they, I, they didn't do I'm surprised. Well, <laughs> when you look at COVID, there's not a chance Moorhead or St. Cloud or, or Duluth wanted this or Rochester. Because those would be your choices. Right. None of those places want this circus with what's going on. And I don't know that it's any true. of them have the room to do it. I mean, you're... This is such, with the number of jurors they brought in and with what they've got set up in the courtroom, I don't know that there's any place else other than Hennepin County that could do this thing right now, you know, unless somebody just completely committed to it. So I think as long in the age of COVID, I think this thing was staying in Hennepin no matter what. Um, so, yeah, and I heard this discussion from yesterday. I don't, there's, that motion has already been brought. Cahill's already decided on it, and it's in Hennepin County. So, and they're finding jurors that are saying they can be fair. They know stuff. They they're understandable, but they can listen to the evidence and be fair about what they do. And the jurors, for the most part, have tended to be on both sides. They've been people who are like, you know, I don't like black black like lives matter and what happened with the the riots. And also, I don't think this was a good thing. And I watched the video and it stunned me. You know, so so they're. It's a mix, but it is amazing when you start picking jurors. How many answers you get from people like, "How could you not know something about yeah. this?" Really, you know, right, right. These people, you know. So, so here's the question that nobody knows the answer to, but but everybody wants to. When is this over? When is the trial done? How well, long does this take? Is this at the pace six they're weeks? Going, is it at the pace they're going? They're picking jurors pretty fast. They had five or six as of today. Um, so I think they're going to have jurors picked by early next week. They're going to start that next Monday. Um, they think the trial will last uh, about two weeks to a week and a half. That's probably about right. So hopefully it'll be over. First of May. May first, no, it'll be over before that. Well, the one thing you never know is how long it's going to take the jury. Um, because, you know, lots of times we'll be like, oh, our trial's going to last three and a half days. But then you're going to get it. And, you know, I had lots of jurors that have waited a day to make a decision. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know how long it'll take them. And often, especially with multiple charges, you'll have circumstances where the jurors will say, well, we made this decision, but it took us a lot to we spent a lot of time arguing about this and so with three three uh, or two or three depending on if the third well i guess today he said the third degree is coming in uh it'll take them a while to come to a determination i would guess officer dave wants to know your opinion on the autopsy uh depends on which autopsy you're talking about because there's multiple autopsies out there um, the prosecution apparently has said they were not going to use the one that was done by the family um, you know, it's it's another piece of evidence um, that's out there that uh, we'll see what they're going to testify about. It seems uh, from the questioning and also a couple of the motions that there's going to be a, a defense of he died from drug overdose. Um, and the uh, spark of life, I think, was what they're using as their 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 argument on that. And how much? What, what, is that, what does that mean? Basically, they're going to try to say he wasn't killed by the pressure on his neck. Um, and no, I just meant what is the spark of life? Spark of life to? is where exactly the spark went out. I think. Okay. I think that's what they're where they're going with that. Um, and the question will be, how much is the judge going to let in on that? And um, 
We'll see. We'll see if it works. Well, um, what the odd thing was the drugs they found in the back seat. You know, they, the defense lawyers apparently found these drugs in the backseat of the car. Huh, I and, didn't know that. You know, I've seen, and, and I'm sure Officer Dave is, is aware of cases where, you know, defendants have argued shoddy police work, but these were the police. These were the guys. So it's hard to argue, you know, because it's not like they were arrested at the scene, you yeah. know. So, yeah, that's a very odd part of all this. Hmm. So. Tom? He says thank you. Oh, you're welcome, always. And I always appreciate He says call thank in. you. I uh, always like your calls. So, Well, so I have a question for you. Let's say sure. that the jurors say, you know what, he died of a drug overdose because there's a possibility he did. Is there going to be hell to pay in the streets of Minneapolis? Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's always – the jury's going to make the determination they do. Um, and if they came back after watching that video and watching everything and found him not guilty, boy, I, I, you know, I guess that's the guess is what would happen. It depends on, you know, that's the that's the reason why the judge's video is has has this uh, trial on on uh, TV, so people can watch right. it and see the evidence and and listen to the experts and see all the parts. And what people often find when they really watch trials is that this is just a really messy thing it's not like tv and evidence comes in in weird ways and um you know i'm hoping whatever happens that people understand that that they did the best job they could and the juries did the best job they could um there's a there's a twitter out there from the juror one of the jurors from the nor case and you know they talk about you know how how much this affected their lives and what was all involved and I I'm a I'm somewhat uncomfortable with reading all the Twitter accounts of this juror said this this juror said that and those type of things because I am concerned about those individual people and yeah. and, and what yep. they do but that's the reason why they're not on video they're not showing their faces and that's why we're using numbers versus names it's, it's you know to think that you can remain anonymous in this era is just yeah there's no way yeah. Well, well, pretty much true. You know, that's still one of my favorite Saturday Night Live lines is for the Gotti trial. Um, they, they, uh, the report was that for the Gotti trial, we're going to be naming the potential jurors. Joe Johnson says, "I think he's innocent." Or no, Joe Johnson says, "I don't care." Uh, Bob Slobotnik says, "I think he's innocent." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and what the hell? Yeah. It all works out. I look. I, I, you know, I have no opinion about this. I wasn't there. I don't know why you would take three times the fentanyl. It would kill most people. But I also don't understand why you'd kneel on some man's neck for seven minutes and forty-five seconds. I don't get anything about this. The interesting thing is the judge is going to let in the testimony from the first responder that was standing there going, "This guy's dying. Yeah. You should do something right. about that." Right. I, that's yep. one of the things that if someone outside could see it, that that isn't. Uh, a uh, protester, so they're not just saying it to create problems. They're saying it because they see a problem. That's that's of concern to me. That is concern to me, and also the police report the officers filled out after this happened. It looks as vanilla as it possibly could, and that's a concern yeah. because well, and the fact how, that Chauvin was prepared to take or plead the third. Well, that, if that's yeah. all true, yeah, I don't reason. I don't see any reason to think that that didn't happen. Well, you plead. You plead for a couple of reasons. You plead because, because you decide 
with all the evidence, I'm probably going to be found guilty. And also, this is an easier way to go and not upset my whole life. I mean, you look at it. I mean, I'm not. I, I mean, defendants go through a lot. A lot of it's deserved, but mm-hmm. defendants go through a lot when they're charged, and especially when a guy died, you yeah. know? And so, so I don't know. Um, it, but you do look at it and think, boy, did we miss a great opportunity to maybe make a lot of things not happen. You uh, know, who, I, you know I, it, who's to say what would have happened? I think <laughs> that had he pled the third, and here I am, not an attorney, uh, that early on, I mean, there were so many people that it was like, this is murder one, or yeah. we're going to blow well, everything that's up. That's what happens. They would have just blown everything, everything up anyway. Every time the mob gets mad, they always go for murder one yeah. regardless. What's, yeah. what's yeah, really super annoying about that is you can't get murder one in Minnesota without a grand jury. No, I understand. So every time, and this is one of the things on, on but, Floyd's but lawyer. That, I mean, that's the reality, but people the, don't the alternate reality is that the, the people that are going to get so mad to the point that they're going to get wreck, and wreck stuff. They don't care. They about don't it. care. Yeah. No. Well, there's a group of people. I mean, like those guys who robbed the jewelry store yeah. that went in with the AK-47s and they had the they had the the uh, SUV and they drove in and they were all in gear. Those guys were ready for something right. to happen. You know, they don't they really care about yeah. anybody. Grand juries you know? and that's so. not on their no. decision making well, process. There's been several cases like this where the prosecution did go for murder one, and that's why the guy got off. Right. Because it's very, very difficult to prove. Well, so it's like even if like murder two would have been a slam dunk, they went for one anyway because that's what everyone was screaming at them to do, and so the defendant got off. Well, police officers have a higher standard than the average person, and statutes really aren't written for police officers. Yeah. You know, so they we we want police officers to be able to shoot people and kill people because right. sometimes that's, that's what happens. Sadly, part and, of their job. And yeah, so it it's almost like there should be some statute that says, you know, if it's a professional or something, that this is what you go to. But you know, that's I wish these would stop. And you know, it's it, the, the the worst thing about about the police report being what it was is, you know, that's one of the things you've heard so many times of that's not what happened. Here we had a video to show was different than what they said. And that's of concern. Yeah. You know? So I have a question for you. Sure. Michael and I have a case coming up uh, in a little bit here. Do you think there's any possibility that as we sit down in court all of a sudden I'll be accused of murder one? No. You think that's what's gonna happen? No. I'll- well, first, you don't think so? First, I hope you don't murder anybody between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy on the street right. yesterday. Ideal circumstance. And two, Ideal is if, if you're going to murder someone. somebody, I can give you a list. The so. sandwich killer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Out of the trap oh. and into the court. It's no. the sandwich killer. The sandwich killer. No, I, I don't think that'll happen because I don't think you'll you murder think- anybody. Yeah, but I think you'll sneak me in there and not tell me, and all of a sudden I'll be hauled off in chains. Yeah, smart-ass to me now, pal. Darn, oops. Run your mouth now. Well, darn, Tom, I didn't see that oh, coming. Oh, no, I misfiled yeah, the case. Yeah, great. I misfiled the case. How did I ever do that? What a mistake that was. Sorry, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be wonderful. I don't know. We'll just we'll see how it all works out, I guess. It just... 
The thing just makes me so sad because there is no reason on either side this should have happened. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, And it it was a bad circumstance that came together in a way. And then all the other things that happened from this that... And then on top of it, you have COVID that played a role in all this. I mean, this trial would have happened already except for COVID. And, um, you know, there's so many extra things that are just... How, you know. how backed up are the courts right now? I have a good friend of mine who oh does, who's a head of uh, jury selection in Dakota County down in Hastings. And, you know, last summer she's like, we're, it's going to take us forever to get through all these cases. Yeah. Um, last I heard, there were 3,000 speedy trial demands. So those oh, are people that God. are demanding trials oh, that have a right under the Constitution. And they can bump anybody else because they're under the, uh, the Constitution. They can't get to those. And, you know, the problem you got is is... We, well, if you watch the co- the 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 COVID trial, if you watch the uh, Chauvin trial, you'll see between the plexiglass, the use of extra microphones, the use of masks. I mean, they can't. Hennepin County used to used to bring in 200, 300 jurors a day and run about ten trials. And you can't do that now because you just don't have the space to yeah. do that. And, you know, we're being told in Stearns County that there probably won't be a civil trial until next year. And I normally try five you know, to seven cases a year. Maybe we could take over the Target Center. The Timberwolves don't seem to be using it for anything. Yeah, well, they're not using <laughs> it for basketball, that right. that's for they're sure. not practicing. Yeah, so we could use the barn also. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, you know, I try five to seven cases a year normally, and I haven't tried a case in over a year. Wow. And that's crazy. I Jesus, love trying that's cases. Amazing. That's what I do. You know, and you've lost your hammer right now because you can't, you know, nobody's sitting there going, oh, yeah, you'll try a case maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> Some century. And I ain't getting younger. Put a system in case where all parties say, I understand the risk and I want to do it anyway. Because I feel I like don't a think lot you'll of get people, enough people to say that. I don't know. What? Oh, oh, I understand. Well, but you're talking about jurors. You're talking about the court. You're talking about the party. So there's well, so as many. As long people as everyone's involved. willing, then well, why not? I'm not so sure. I want to try a case in front of a bunch of jurors that say I'm willing to just take a risk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Enough. They tried to do cases for a little while in Hennepin County in between the the, the um, shutdowns, and it was a mostly 20-year-old white guys that were showing up for jury duty. And, mm. uh, meh, you know, you might have the right case, but those tended not to be the, the most friendly people to personal injury cases. Yeah. You know, it just happens. So, so All right, can I ask one out-of-line sure. question? Uh-oh, an out-of-line question. It is probably out of line. Most people, and I don't mean to single anybody out because of this, that, or the other thing. How do you sleep? But how do you sleep at night? Um, um, How big is Derek Chauvin? He's not very big. Um, and I know. I, yep. One of the things is he was wearing a he was wearing one of those safety vests, so I think he's right. bigger. He looks bigger in the video than he actually is. Um, I don't. It's not a fight, you know. Yeah. So, so I don't right. know that that'll be that big a deal, but it may have an effect on some jurors. But the the thing is, with the, with a two week trial, that'll go away. You know, it, it, any thoughts they have at the beginning, wow, he's not as big as I thought he was. That by the end of it, they're not going to be yeah. still thinking of that because they'll be so used to him. And you know, the question is whether or not but, they'll get used to the to the video. And you know, that's the question. But yeah, as you know, being a male in America today. Mm-hmm. 
that very big men like George Floyd and small men like Derek Chauvin do not get along anyway. That is true. true. There is is a big problem with that in America. There's a huge problem with that, that the men just can't seem to get along unless they're, you know, kind of comparable in size. Size is a big deal to men. This huge to men. Yeah, well, you know, you may drive a giant truck or something. Who knows? Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. If you want to be big, buy an F-150. They're big. Yes, they're big, man. Sadly All right, enough, Dougie, boys and girls, I, I think we got to wrap up episode 85. I really appreciate you coming in because I, I learned a lot. I had so many questions about this, and I've heard you on some radio stations talking about it, but this is so complex, it's hard to get all of oh, it out in like a two-minute bit. It's crazy. So are, are we almost done? Yeah. So walzer.com. <laughs> By the way, uh, Doug misspoke. He, he meant to say, I heard you on radio station. Radio station. That's, what, that's right. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, that, that's, what, that's what he meant to say, you know. No, well, he, I was listening I'll, to KNOW. I'll, I will tell you this, actually. I, last time I heard him was on CCO, and I can't listen to that anymore in the afternoon because of Jordana Green. Oh, really? This woman is, I mean, she's in chemo. She apparently was oh, doing yeah. an interview I know, two days ago. I know. And threw up on air. Oh, oh I mean, God! Just, I, it's heartbreaking. Sweetheart, yeah. too. Yeah, just, Sweetheart, woman. Yep. Yeah. She was she the female was, yeah. Dan Cole, female Jewish Dan Colleen. Yeah, she's. Oh, no, she Right, not. everybody mm-hmm. likes her. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, she. Well, yeah, be okay. I just. Hopefully, she won't end up like Dan. Man, I still we're still running commercials with Dan's voice, and it makes me yeah, you said tear that. up a little yeah, every time. That's oh a God. Sad deal. Yeah. He was such a nice guy. He really, truly was a great guy. Well, and he was back reffing, and he seemed to be, yeah. he was doing really good. And then, boom, yep. just, yep. yeah, that's a tough, 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 tough deal. So, All right, so who are you on with on CCO? I have one question. Yeah. Who, whose show are you on on CCO? Uh, Paul and Jordana are on Wednesdays. I talk oh. to them about what's going on during the trial. Oh, okay, because it, the only reason I ask is because, you know, Chad and I are really good friends. So, Chad Hotman. <laughs> yep. Because I was I was on his show last week about Dan Culhane, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, Chad's a great guy. He's a very very good guy. So w- when you're on vacation, you're on the radio. Yes, well, I was on our station. Well, I, I was on his station. I heard the one you yeah. did on on KQ, but I did not know you did an interview while you were on vacation. You are just like well, a, for Chad, you're though. a bus driver when it comes down to it. <laughs> Where's my route? That's what I want to know. No, I, you look when, like I said, I'm a very good friend of Chad Hartman's, and yep. he called and wanted me on. So I, I'm right. on, on his far left wing guys tend to hang out together. <laughs> yes, way far left winger like Tom. I do love the fact. I still, honest to God, I still love. Oh Jesus, I don't want to read this, but I have to. Uh oh. Tell Michael Bryant he should write a book. Oh, oh, yeah. For Christ's yeah. sake, that's have all you ever I seen need. His text? He doesn't know how to write. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know how to spell. I'm for glad one you thing. said that. I would write a. I'd write a. Uh, you know, L.A. Nick type book. What does he have? Like 97 <laughs> yeah. errors yeah. in that book. I think it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, you're being kind. <laughs> It's a good really? book, though. Is that I read true? it. I gave it to my kid. There's okay, some no, great he, stuff nice in there. Try. He himself, he'll say, he'll say that the book is riddled with typos, and he doesn't care. Yep, that is true. Yeah, yeah he told me that the the editor tried to correct it, and he goes, no, no, that's the way I write. Leave it in. Well, that's how it is. So there's something the to be said is. for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is true. No question about it. All right, you pills. Okay. All right, that wraps up episode 85 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Stay tuned for our exciting show next week. And our secret mystery guest will be...
will be who? That's it. Bye. It's a mystery. <laughs>